0: Adulthood Made Easy, a podcast from Real Simple Magazine that will not only help you navigate real life, but win it real life. I'm your host, Sam Zabel. If you're anything like me, you do not react well to change. And if you're not like me, congratulations, because it's probably a good thing to be someone who's flexible and and willing to make different moves. But when I moved apartments, it was the worst couple of months ever. I just really didn't like the idea of moving locations, getting to know a new neighborhood. I felt really settled in my ways, and I didn't want to remember a new commute or anything like that. And then I have my friend Maddie, who's joining me in the studio today, who's doing something much bigger than just moving apartments. She's moving countries. She's going to business school in London this fall. And it's something that happened sort of not last minute, but it wasn't always the original plan. Now, Maddie is much more adventurous than me, much more flexible than me, and much more outgoing than me. So I'm hoping that she can share with us a little bit about what this big move will mean for her, offer some advice to people who are considering business school, and talk a little bit about how her adventurousness can rub off on the rest of us. So welcome, Maddie. Thanks, Sam. And think that's lots of compliments. Um, I... <laughs> She's also the
1: worst person ever. <laughs> okay. There we go. That's a little, <laughs> a little bit more accurate. You know, it's funny you mentioned the thing about moving apartments because my family has a joke that I move apartments every, at least once a year. That's um, horrible. <laughs> in 2015, I actually moved twice. And I start I for high school I went to boarding school so I actually moved dorm rooms every year Uh, then in college I moved apartments every year and since I've been in New York every year I've um, switched apartments as well so maybe this is just so you haven't had the same bed
0: since middle school I've had the same physical bed but like in the same place no you haven't looked at the same ceiling definitely since middle school exactly that
1: makes me break out in hives yeah it's I don't recommend it to anyone. That's what I will say. Uh, the, The stress, the anxiety, it's not... It's not worth it. Stay in the same place.
0: So, yeah, I, I'm i telling you, I was the My parents can vouch for the fact that for the month before I moved, they, they wanted to disconnect their phone lines because I just called them every night with like a new complaint. Yeah. So, but the point of today is not just moving to apartment. So, like I told everyone, you are just up and moving to London. And I still remember when you told me and you were like, oh, by the way, I'm going to business school in London. And I just remember thinking, wait, you're doing what? <laughs> Like you're from New York. You're really rooted here. You had a job here, whatever. I knew you were going to business school, but the original plan was not London. So why don't you tell people kind of why you want to go to business school and what what the original thought process was?
1: Sure. So to give a little bit of background, uh, I studied psychology and theater in as an undergrad and um, through Psychology. I actually realized that something I was pretty interested in was marketing and understanding consumer behavior and how we make choices about what products we're going to buy and um, sort of how businesses then react to us. So I had a chance in school to take a few marketing classes and thought, hey, this is super interesting. And when I started my first job out of college, which was I was working in a merchant buying program at Saks Fifth Avenue in retail, I had a supervisor who had her MBA. And I sort of saw a path that seemed like a great a, – a potential one for me and one that was really interesting. Um, both my parents have their MBAs. So I thought, hey, I want to get a graduate degree at some point. What would be the most beneficial thing for me to study? Probably business. Um, so it was sort of this – Thing in my mind that I said, you know, when the time comes around, I'll go to business school.
0: And I just want to note that you were, like you said, a psychology and theater major in college. So if there's any person who can say that what you majored in undergraduate does not have to dedicate your path, you are a great example. Absolutely. I mean, psychology, theater, retail. Then I
1: worked in digital marketing, and I who knows where I'll end up after these next two years. But I think you know it. it, To me, college was a time to explore, and then my career is another time to explore, and I think business school will be the same in many ways. But so I was about, I think it was maybe two years after I graduated, I'd been living in New York and um, was starting, and having grown up just outside of New York City, I was starting to feel the true love-hate relationship I have with uh, New York and thought, you know, I want to go somewhere else. And I don't know the exact origin, but I had an obsession with Austin, Texas. It's a great city. Great city. Great tacos. Well, so maybe that was where it came from. I love tacos. I think I just knew that they had great tacos, so I liked the city. But I'd never been to Texas, let alone to Austin. And so it was like, why was I obsessed with this city? And I kept saying, I'm going to move to Austin. I'm going to move to Austin. And I decided to one day, one weekend, go and visit because I thought, hey, if I'm going to move here... I should see it. So I went and I didn't really know how to fill my few days there. um, But I thought, hey, I may as well visit University of Texas at Austin and see what their business school is about. Um, So I went and visited and loved it. I thought this is a great city. This is a great school. I'm going to do this. So the timing worked out that I was uh, this was in late March, early April. And given that schools usually start in August, it wasn't the right time to apply and to start. But I said, okay, I'm going to I'm going to Apply to business school there um, and go next year. And then, as the app, you know, th- I started thinking about the application process, I realized, oh, there are other places beyond Austin, Texas that are interesting and fun. I've always loved San Francisco, um, having gone to school in Chicago. You know, I I've, I've mm-hmm. like new places. New York isn't the only fun city in the world. Um, All right. So- we should say that Maddie and I met, we went to Northwestern together. That's how I know her, and I actually have a fond memory of sitting with you and telling you that I thought I would go to business school one day back, you know. In, oh,
0: really? I think it was like 2011 or something. But so here we are, and I had it, and I think I said back to you, and you'll come talk about it on my podcast, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's definitely. It's amazing how stuff works I know, out. I can't believe it. <laughs> okay, so so you
1: started applying to all these other schools. So, yeah, I started doing the research, and I was applying to a ton of schools, still sort of. Ha- Austin was always on the list, and then for anyone that is currently going through the application process for business school, is thinking about it, has been through it. um, I can sympathize with you, empathize with you. You can probably empathize with me that it's an intense process. Right, Um, the schools are very competitive. There's a lot that they ask of you, and you know you start to all of a sudden feel very inadequate with your accomplishments because it seems like everyone else is doing so much more, and you know you're trying to. Present yourself in the best way, and you start to have all these doubts. And um, so, I sort of was going through this and had no idea what was going to happen. Um, and spent, you know, months reading the, all the blogs and all the books about what you're supposed to do and how you're supposed to think about it. How do you choose a school? You know, do you think about if you want to end up in New York, do you only apply to schools in New York? And and there's so many factors that go into it. And so I sort of had the feeling that I would probably want to end up in California or New York just based on where family and friends were. And so Austin, there was sort of a question mark around it. And in the first round of schools that I applied to, I got rejected from a bunch. I got waitlisted from a bunch. And I got into UT Austin, and which was super exciting. It was the first, uh, I think it was one of the first schools I heard from. And it was like great to get a call saying congratulations. And kind of like confirm what your original plan had been. Exactly. So I was like, all right, this is at least I have this as a, a sort of a potential option. And then what I when I started really thinking about it, I realized that one of the things I was most attracted to about many of the schools was that they had international components where you're required to study abroad or um, do like a small consulting project abroad or, or just do something where you got a sense for the global world of business. And I was, you know, really – I didn't study abroad as an undergrad, so I thought, you know, this is a really cool opportunity. I've always wanted to live internationally at some point. And so on a whim, I decided to throw in an application to London Business School just to have an, another option in addition to Austin if I were to get in. I really didn't think I would get in. It was probably the best – one of the best schools that I applied to. And – visited Austin was like yep this is great could totally see myself here and uh, a few weeks after getting back to New York I got an acceptance letter from London Business School um so then it was like this really big question of do I move to Austin or do I move to London and almost everyone I spoke to
0: was saying you know London's the place and who were the most like who did you turn to when you were trying to make this decision like who were the big influencers
1: i mean my family was they were huge a huge part of it just maybe not influencers, but a support system, you know, and they really helped me throughout the application process and sort of in processing all of the the ups and downs of, of the whole thing. I had a, I actually had met someone right when I started doing the application process who was also applying to business schools and she happened to live a block away from me. So we were like application buddies. We'd go to coffee shops and write our essays and just sort of complain to each other a lot, so right. and she was also actually in a very similar situation. She was accepted to Emory's business school and to Oxford's business school, and was oh, making weird. the choice about which one to go to. Um, and Oxford is only a one-year program, so it's also do you go for two years? Do you go for one? And
0: London is two.
1: Yeah, London okay. business school is two years. So she uh, was actually saying, you know, we both kind of thought like, well if there's ever a time in our lives to pick up, to move to a different country, to totally shake things up, to do the unconventional, it's now. And that was something um, I also, so I would say you don't have to do it, but a lot of people do end up working with like a consultant or an application coach. So I did hire someone to help me with my essays. And in speaking with him, he said, you know, going to London Business School will be a differentiating factor, that there's you know someone will look at my resume and see that I spent 2 years abroad that I had have a global perspective when it comes to business problems and solutions and that that will be something that could set me apart from someone who has lived in the United States their whole life and gone to school here
0: So on paper, I totally get it. Like, I I totally see that you go to London. Obviously, it looks really good to say you went to London Business School. That part, I have no problem understanding. I'm really good with things on paper. (laughs) What what trips me up is the idea that – so when you plan to go to college, when you're applying in high school, whatever your situation is, it's very easy to think about the change because it's something – everyone's going through that change – it's not like a lot of your friends from – high, or maybe they're staying around, but everyone's kind of going their different paths. It's it's kind of understood that you'll find your path, whether it's a state school, whether it's out of state, whatever you're doing. It's a, It's a known, understood period of reinvention. It's a known, understood period of moving on, getting out, whatever. I just think about the past two years of my life here – and i've worked so hard to make friends and i'm finally i can do the subways and i'm finally not feeling lost all the time or scared or whatever and i'm not sure that you could convince me to to take all that and just pick up and move to a different country and like and And leave all my friends behind and leave my family behind and and assimilate to a new culture and have to deal with school again Mm -hmm. and make all these new friends. Like I that's the part. And maybe that's just different between you and me and that you're outgoing and I'm a a couch and bed person. (laughs) But that's the part that I'm like Would I think I would have chosen Austin because it's a more managed like I can see the plane ride. I know like I know that everyone there is, you know. I I can guess the kind of people that are there. Whereas London, I feel like it's a kind of mixed bag. Yeah, I don't like the idea of crossing oceans. I'm not an ocean crosser in general, if I can help it. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's I think the hardest part of the decision making process was saying I'm leaving behind friends, family, this place, you know, I've established. Like you have real roots here. Like you're from New York. You uh, yeah. are like a tree here. I'm We're, like a little plant, right. but you've got big tree roots. Which also made it easier to go because I know that my family will be here. I know that. my So my sister also moved away for two years, to, uh, was living in Argentina and she came back. And one of the things that she had said to me, which has always really resonated, was that that New York is the same. It's like, sure, your favorite restaurant may be closed. Or, um, you know, like in her situation, one of her friends had a baby. Someone else got married. Like things happen. But at the end of the day, she came back. It was still New York was still the amazing city that it is. She still had the friends, you know, that she had and wanted to keep. And there's I mean, two years is such a blip on the radar of life. And um, so I think that was a part of it that made me feel a little bit comfortable uh, making the big change. And then the other thing is I, um, I mean, I've heard this a million times. I've read it a million times. I know there's like a famous story about Marissa Mayer telling one of her like first employees at Google this, which is do what scares you. And mm-hmm. I think that... <laughs> I don't like doing that. <laughs> and, I mean, it's... I, I feel like I'm actually shaking a little right now talking about it. It's like I was scared out of my mind. I have, And I still am. It's like I'm leaving in, I don't know, two, three weeks or something. And it's like, oh, my God, this is happening. I'm uprooting my life. I have to somehow figure out a way to fit all my clothes and all my items into suitcases to haul them on a plane to London. And... Yeah, it's just sort of, I think it was something that I needed to, I I felt like I had been on a very safe path, and I wanted to shake that up a bit.
0: And is it weird that as you grow up, when it's like the do the thing that scares you, it's usually your choice? Like, I remember when I was little, and I was taking swim lessons, like, I had to jump into the deep end. Like, that was sort of like, you didn't pass swim lessons, or like, you had to go to fifth grade, which really scared me, or whatever it was. But you get to a certain point in life and like the things that scare you, you're like, but I'm doing this to myself. (laughs) Right. Yeah. No, it's like this self-inflicted craziness. It's like you don't have to move to London, but there's some, there's, but you are because you're you're pushing yourself. There's no swim instructor saying jump into the Atlantic Ocean. Right. And I also, I had another really good friend who um,
1: moved from Washington DC to Brussels for a job opportunity. And I remember talking with him about it, what's life like in Europe and all this stuff. And he said, we're too young not to make disruptive life decisions. And, you know, disruption is something that's talked about a lot in technology. And I was thinking, you know, if I'm trying to make, think about my life in that way, it's good, like, I'm turning my life upside down. And I think there'll be so much personal and professional growth that comes with it. And it was like, I didn't, I I remember thinking, if I don't go to London, I'll always wonder what if.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: What would it have been like? What, you know, how would my life progress and I think that almost that fear of potential regret was enough to give the extra push into that taking that risk to being scared to
0: just totally going for it. So that's very inspiring. Let's talk about the mechanics of it. (laughs) (laughs) That's very nice and um, push yourself and be scared but what did you do about like finding a place to stay finding people you met like how do you navigate that practicality of it? Maybe we could talk a little bit about money because you obviously won't have a job there. Your job is a student. Yeah. So what's that going to be like? So one of the things that um, I was really –
1: I money was actually a big concern um, because business school is not inexpensive. and <laughs> it's, de-
0: it's definitely not. <laughs> no, 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 no.
1: And I actually – when I was doing the calculations um, – so the the tuition for London Business School – even when you exchange from U.S. dollars to pounds, is cheaper in, over the two years than a U.S. school. So I was like, okay, cool, choosing the cheap school. Right. And now with the Brexit and, and the pound falling, I'm like, oh, fabulous. Yeah, then it's all down, down yeah, the tube. So, and literally, yeah. Um, so I, so that's you know, was something um, to think about. And I had a lot of conversations with my parents about. Uh, there's sort of, I mean, there's different ways about going, paying for a business school. You have the money, you pay outright, you get loans, you get scholarships. But so I uh, decided I was going to take out a loan and um, I feel really fortunate that I actually have um, an investment account that my dad set up for me when I was very young that I've been sort of contributing to. Um, so I was able to take a portion of the funds from that and uh, combined with my loan. Um, and I have a few outstanding scholarship applications that hopefully will will come through. And so those are what I'm using to, to pay for tuition, living expenses. Um, and, you know, it was really – I have never had a budget for myself.
0: It's very – Rare, I found with people on this show—not rare in general—but to have like the written out budget, exactly. So, but I, until something pushes you to be like, oh gosh, I need to write it out, right? So, I was thinking, you know, I'm thinking,
1: I was trying to think about like, what's my disposable income now, and what am I deciding to put away for disposable or like to contribute to my disposable income when I'm in London, and I have a very rough sort of budget, which is like if this much is, you know, if I have this much money that I'm assuming is going to be living costs. And I was doing a lot of Googling like average living costs for London and the school actually provided some figures of... Are you saying in a dorm or an apartment or... I have to find an apartment. So they don't do, they don't have any graduate student housing. So um, luckily I met two other women who are from New York and um, will be my classmates and we all decided to live together. Um, So, you know, we're actually in the process right now of looking Online and trying to, you know, find some apartments
0: that are within our price range and have all, you know, are close to school and all of that. Um, I assume that anywhere other than New York seems like a dream for looking for apartments. Yeah.
1: It's actually, so I was at a very surprised because the pricing is about, you know, once you do the conversion, is about what you pay for an apartment in New York, but you just get double, triple. You just space. get
0: actually what that's worth. Right. Yeah. It's <laughs> like
1: you have a normal size bedroom and a living room, maybe right. like a little patio area. And I mean, London is just like the, such a cute little city. So it's every, you know, building has like a little garden or something so quaint about it. That so if
0: it's like a two bedroom, two bathroom apartment, do they call it two bedroom to lose?
1: <laughs> no, but they do quote the rent in weekly prices. So Ooh. then you have to do all this math and it's like, oh, I'm about to start business school. Do I need to start doing math before that?
0: So you have the budget figured out, but there's also obviously a lot of other things that go into it, as in you're dating someone who you've been dating for how long? A year. Are we allowed to say his name? Uh,
1: yeah, sure. His now name is- it feels
0: like Voldemort. <laughs> do you want to say his name? His name is Mike. Okay, so you've been dating Mike for um, a year and a half,
1: maybe a little longer now.
0: So, what yeah. was harder, coming up with the budget or having the discussion with him about what you were going to oh, do? Having the discussion. It was, That's kind of put stuff into perspective. It's like you'd rather come up with 15 budgets.
1: Well, so someone also said to me, they were like, you will take out debt to go to business school and you are going to want to travel and you're going to want to do all these things. And the great thing is that within two to five years, you will make it back. So I was like, OK, cool. So I sort of initially, you know, everyone's financial situation is different, but I felt like I could be comfortable saying I'm going to take out a loan. I'm going to you know, really dip into my savings. But. My job after business school will hopefully be one that, you know, my salary is enough that I can pay off the loan pretty quickly and will be, you know, living a comfortable life.
0: So then you had to have a conversation about about, your relationship. I'm not going to let you dodge it. No, that's okay.
1: (laughs) Um, So the other, like, fun thing that I threw into this whole business school thing was that as I was sitting there deciding between Texas and London, I had just started dating Mike my sister had just got married so I had been like very focused on her wedding celebration you know being a maid of honor is a lot of work so um it was great though love you sis um and (laughs) so I sort of it was like thinking about business school is almost the last thing on my mind and when it came down to the wire where I had to make the decision I also got a promotion at work so all of a sudden it was like am I about to drop all of, drop the promotion network, work, drop this guy who's great and who knows what could come from this. And like, you know, again, my family, like step away from them, step away from my friends to go to school. And I was like, I'm not ready. I didn't feel, it, it, I couldn't make that decision to say I'm going now. Um, so talk about what scares you. What scared me was staying in New York. I had so planned to go and to Be in business school, and then all of a sudden I said, Hold on, I want to push it off a year. So, luckily, I was able to defer my acceptance. So, it was like I could wait until so that was in May of 2015, and I was able to say, Okay, I can now wait until like December to make a final decision and pay the deposits and all of that. But at the time, Mike knew that I had applied to business school, was considering it, then I told him I deferred. So, it was like from the beginning, there was this sense of there is a, I'm going to go to business school within the next year. The question is where and what will we be at that time? So then, you know, December rolls along and I have to tell schools whether I'm going to go there or not and give them the money that they want. And so it was a very intense time where it was like, okay, there's three choices. Either we break up, we stay together and do long distance and um, because I had actually um, I had put in an application to Columbia, but didn't get in. So there wasn't really the option of staying in New York for business school. Or we he moves with me somewhere. And I thought that that was a lot to ask for someone to move, especially across the ocean. There's a lot of
0: future projecting that comes with going to business school. Oh my God, so There's a much. lot of like, OK, so in two years, will I have a job that will pay this off? Do I want to be committed to someone for two years and then because if you make him do long distance for 2 years you have to assume that you're coming back to New York and you'll get something out of it. Right, yeah. And it's you know it's like you don't if you think
1: something's just a fling to do long distance seems it's probably a waste of both people's time time and data and wi-fi yeah Yeah. oh my god all the wi-fi (laughs) whatsapp has changed relationships forever i think Um, probably and snapchat probably
0: (laughs) probably double
1: that (laughs) so you know those were like our three options and i said i don't want to break up i don't expect you to move and i would love to continue this and see what happens so that's the plan and did he
0: feel the same way
1: I think so. I mean, he agreed to it. So, but
0: did it take like convincing or was he nervous or was he just like, yes, whatever you want? I think, no, we were, we were both very nervous.
1: Yeah. Um, and I think we, I am, I'm not going to speak for him, but I'm still nervous. I think there's a lot of extra challenges, obviously, that come with distance and yeah, the
0: time difference,
1: time zones. Like, how, I mean, I have no idea what my schedule will be like. So, when do we see each other? I mean, I, my sister and her husband have like, the ideal they dated long distance for basically two years and saw each other i think every five months so that's not a lot um and somehow they made it work so i'm like if they could do it, we can and i mean it's there's it's just there's a lot of moving pieces and i
0: don't we haven't figured it all out was Um, he ever angry that you were moving to london um like angry that you chose to apply somewhere out of the country yeah i think
1: that's yeah I mean, I, I think, I don't know if anger is the proper word, but I think, like, there's a an element of hurt, and I don't know if even that's the right way of saying it, but I think we, it's like, I'm leaving, <laughs> and how does that, what does that mean, and what does it mean for us to not be geographically in the same place, and to not, I mean, so much of, like, the the great elements of our relationship are when we get to do things together. Like, we're both very active people, so we work out together, we go on hikes, we go skiing. We, you know, there's things that we'll be able to do not together. We're, like, watching our TV shows and reading books, and, and you know, we sometimes will read the same book, and it's like that will, we can still have that happen, but it just really changes the dynamic of a relationship, and I think that it, it like, puts it under a huge stress test of, how do you navigate these issues and problems and um i think one of the biggest concerns i have is i'm about to embark on this adventure meeting all these new people i'm going to be really busy and right like you don't want to have to be checking in and skyping every night or and even if i want to i may like wh- i may not have that time and you know he's I'm also, you know, going to have all these fun things that I want to share with him. And if he's kind of just doing the same old without me, I think that's going to be a hard thing. And also, like, I have this tendency where, you know, when someone said to me, like, oh, Maddie, what are you doing today? I said, oh, I'm going to my friend Sam's podcast. And so it's always like my friend so-and-so. or And I want – I feel like you get to a point where it's like I can just say, oh, I'm at Sam's podcast because the person I'm talking to knows who Sam is. Um, and – I think that's going to, you know, it's like I'm going to be talking about all my friends and these new people and new things that I'm doing. And if he doesn't, if I don't feel like he knows them or, like, has a connection with them.
0: That, that does, that feels very alienating. As someone who's not, who even has, with friends in Chicago or San Francisco or Philadelphia, to hear a lot about my friend Susie, my friend Mike, my friend whatever, it, and to keep hearing that, does, can feel really alienating. Yeah, and it's like these are people that I'm sharing my life with and just
1: telling you about. right. But, yeah, I don't know. It's the hard questions.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a hard one. And we have some you have a month to get all your hikes in. Yeah. All your hikes and workouts. Read as many books as you can. So many. There's how do you
1: read? There's no time. There's too many things on the
0: Internet. But, yeah, so it's you
1: know, it's a I would say that for those who, you know, it's like when I back in the day when I had the first idea of I'm going to business school, I never expected that I'd be in a relationship. When going, I feel really there's, you know, a lot of people, a lot of my future classmates are married, have children, are in relationships. Because you're going at, you're 26. Yeah, and I'm actually on the younger end. I think the average age at LBS is 29. Do you think it would have been easier to go to business school right after graduating college? No, 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 no. The work experience. I mean, that was – so I got the promotion and part of – you know, I had had three years of work experience. And I said, you know, four years of work experience. I feel like having that under my belt, having a chance to manage some people and sort of lead teams as opposed to just being on a team, I felt would be that much better for entering business school. And even, you know, having met some of my classmates and hearing about their – years of work experience, I feel so happy that I took that extra year, that I've had the experiences I've had since last May, because it will, it has really prepared me um, to, you know, be a competent business school student.
0: And what are you going to do when you get to London to get to know the city? Like, what's your move when you've moved so much? This is something that people tweet at me a lot is like getting comfortable in a new place. So what's your one tip for acclimating to a new city, a new neighborhood? So
1: I usually walk around a ton, like the first few days I'm there, because I want to know where's the grocery store, where's the coffee shop, where's the hardware store, where's the, you know, dry cleaner. And so like getting that lay of the land. I'm also an obsessive Google Maps user. So I create, it's obviously you can go onto Google, Google Maps and like search an address or get directions, but you can also create your own maps. Oh, I didn't so it's know like that. a layer that you put on top of your Google map. So I've started creating my like London, map and it's cool cuz you can put different icons like you can put a fork and knife for restaurants a coffee mug and, and so i've started to like explore a little bit the area around school but then also just i've been doing you know looking at different london food and lifestyle bloggers like where are they going what are they recommending um what does timeout say or like the best places to visit in London, um, and marking those. Uh, But I'm also super excited um, to be able to travel around Europe. I feel like that's something I didn't get to do uh, since I didn't study abroad there. Like a lot of my friends went and every weekend would be in a new country. And I feel like that's, you know, I have a whole list of not only what I want to do in London, but other places I want to visit and hopefully just get to explore that way.
0: No, that'll be really fun. And since there's a lot of future planning involved, what in two years, like, what do you think, how do you hope to have changed or what do you hope to have learned or accomplished? Not necessarily learned at business school. Like, I'm sure it's like you want to learn business 101. But other than the courses. (laughs) Yeah.
1: um, More metaphorically speaking. So someone, I feel like, Everyone that I've spoken to and who's given me these little bits of wisdom you should bring in here because I'm just quoting them. Mm -hmm. Um, But someone who told me that he had asked me if I'd ever lived outside when I was thinking about moving to London. He said, have you ever lived outside the United States? I said, no. And he said, what you will realize is that everything you think is unique to your hometown, your home country, whatever it is, is the same as every other country. And everything you think is but the same, you realize is unique. So it's like it just Going and living in a different place, living abroad flips your perspective. So I kind of – I'm looking forward to all the aha moments and kind of the, oh, my God, you do the same thing I do and, you know, the similarities that I build with my classmates and just with the people I meet um, along the way. You know, I say – one of the things I say is why when people ask me why I want to go to business school, I say because I don't know what I want to do when I grow up. And Me either. it's – I don't know if I'll ever figure it out because my parents still say that they're figuring it out. So it's sort of this life journey to, like, find what gets you going. And maybe you spend five years doing something. Maybe you spend 10. Maybe you spend 20. But, like, I
0: don't know. You can always pivot and change what excites you. From I, theater and psychology to London Business School. Very to, exciting. To –
1: who knows? To who
0: knows what. Yeah. <laughs> um, Maddie, thank you so much for being here. I'm glad I get another month with you before you leave. And you're so brave. Thanks, Thank you. for me. Cheerio. Old chap. Thank you so much for joining me today for another episode of Adulthood Made Easy. If you have questions or topics you'd like me to cover in the future, just tweet them to me, at Sam Zavell and I'll add them to my list. I'd like to thank our editor, Tim Einenkel, and our producer, Kristen Meinzer. If you're enjoying the show, don't forget to head to iTunes, find it, subscribe, and review it. The more people that rate it, the more people can find it. I'm Sam Zavell and I'll see you next time.